worship him the more he will lift you up give it all to him don't stop praising him don't stop praising him do it publicly and privately we thank you we thank you we thank you we worship you in jesus name we praise in jesus name we worship today god will bless everyone specially today's encounter will give you an edge over your enemies the sick shall be healed today the healed shall be more healthier the falling shall be lifted the weak shall be strengthened poverty yoke will break today a new idea will come upon everyone there shall be restoration there shall be elevation there shall be compensation no one will be left out today everywhere you are under the reach of my voice across the world the power and the encounter of today will make a difference in your life all shall be blessed all shall be raised all shall be saved in jesus name put your hands together for the lord help me welcome two or three persons closest to you there and all online audience you are welcome from wherever you are you are welcome then welcome to the last sunday service of the month this is the last sunday service of the month and that should tell you two things number one it is the anointing service sunday the last sunday of the month in this house in living spring family and in those that are watching us across the world is our anointing service sunday therefore you are, have either brought your olive oil bottles from home or go to the soul winning entrance and get your own the climax of today's service will be consecrating and blessing your oil bottles just like jesus did for the disciples and then you will also be asked to anoint yourself and make pronouncements of god's grace and power declaration and whatever you declare today it shall be that's the, going to be the climax so everyone get your oil bottles ready to be blessed then you will anoint yourself and as you return back home to all your, your places you begin to do as the holy ghost lays in your heart don't be begging for a drop of oil when it comes to the time of anointing ourselves don't be begging for a drop of oil go get yours now or get the one you have brought home ready online audience get your own oil bottles ready it shall be blessed for you from here and you begin to do work with it minister to other people minister to yourself in the spiritual distance is no barrier number two it will also be the last message in the series that had come this month all month long we have been on power 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 month two of power except for tuesday which will be the last day of the month this is the last ministration on the mantle of power or on power on a sunday i hope you have jotted down and you have also you can also go to our facebook page our website page download the messages and don't forget as we build month after month 
each month there is a theme there is a focus a ministration focus and that is to build us up line by line precept upon precept so that we grow steadily systematically please let all that you hear find a place in you and grow with them and grow with them and let me quickly say before it escapes me that this wednesday may 1 will be our annual no more delay service i'm sure you have been seeing the billboard across the town is now on radio wednesday may 1 8 a.m to 10 30 a.m and all outside the Badon is going to be transmitted live online so get ready 8 to 10 30 a.m nigerian time on tuesday we have our one and pass service that will be transmitted 6 to 7 15 p.m nigerian time and then come the may one may one is a public holiday in nigeria and in so many places in the world is the workers day labor's day so nobody has an excuse uh, don't travel this is an annual meeting when a meeting happens once in a year when you miss it it is come next year you can't afford to do that and there is no human being on earth that does not have one area or the other where he's experiencing delay and needed the hand of god to come on is a major outreach an annual outreach for this church everybody get ready and you are not coming alone tell everybody the reason i'm saying this is for the online audience to get ready and it's for every one of us to list out the names of friends and neighbors acquaintances workmates market mates people you are going to invite to connect them to god don't forget what i always say if we fail to bring them to church somebody is going to take them to a shrine somewhere every human being in problems wants a way out every human being that is challenged and i don't know many human beings that are not challenged every human beings under pressure in a need challenge wants a way out and it depends on who is talking to or who speaks to him or her first if we don't bring them to church somebody is going to take them to the herbalist and god is going to add their blood from our head so programs like these are opportunities to show somebody to take somebody to christ programs like this philip took peter to jesus christ and look at what god turned peter's life to so please get ready to make this a soul winning outreach get hold of people let them know say it to them explain it give them testimonies and bring them here on wednesday which is 8 a.m to 10 30 somebody say i hear somebody say i hear whether you hear or not just tell me you hear whether you are going to do so or not just tell me you hear and i pray you will do so you will bring people to christ right that's that's why we are here bringing people to christ now let's hit the ground running and do your jottings i'm ministering today before the anointing on what i call provoking god's power for action provoking god's power for action that's the title write it down provoking god's power for action provoking or awakening the god's power in us for action god's power in a believer is for action not for decoration 
God's power on us is to do things, is to do works. They say, what can we do that we might do the works of God? God put his power in a believer, on a believer, in order to serve God and to touch humanity. God's power on us is to make a difference, is to create a change where one is needed. It is to give us an edge over all the forces and the powers that are competing and are fighting us. God's power on a believer in a believer is to give you an edge over all your oppositions. Is to do work for God. God's power is engaging the supernatural to move ahead and do what we couldn't have been able to do in our natural power. God's power on us make us do superior things to the powers that are resisting us. There are powers and forces resisting everyone here on earth. James chapter 4 verse 7. He says, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil. He will flee. You cannot resist the devil in your own power. So, the power of God in us and on us is to overcome all the resistances and the challenges that lies we have to throw on us from time to time. The forces of darkness have to throw on us from time to time. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. For we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. How are you going to face invisible power without the power of God in you? How are you going to cope? Much of the forces we are fighting with are invisible. They are not things that are seen to the naked eyes. But somehow they are are powerful, they are spiritual. So you can only fight spiritual with spiritual. God's power is engaging the supernatural to gain an edge over the natural. That is the power of God on us. I told us the other time in one of the messages that when the spiritual comes into the natural, it turns us into supernatural. So as a child of God, if you are a genuine child of God, you are not just a natural being, you are a supernatural being. Because the spiritual had come into your natural to turn you into supernatural. The divinity had come into your humanity to give you an edge over the difficulties around. That is how to live, survive, succeed, prevail, and fulfill the purpose of God for our life. God's power in you turns you into a supernatural being. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He says, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Come on. It could also be, you shall be victors in your battles of life. It can also be, and you shall secure strange result in your earthly assignment. It can always be, and you shall be, you shall put your enemies to flight. It can also be, and you shall be innovative and unusually creative. It can also be, and you shall receive ideas for uncommon results and be resourceful more than other people. It can also be, and you shall do 
ordinary thing in an extraordinary way to get an unusual result. He can also be, and you shall shine as light in the darkness of this world. I can go on and on. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come on you, and you shall be. The Holy Ghost has not come on us for play. And you shall be. There is something it turns you into. There is something it transforms you into. The Spirit of God, the power of God in you, turns you into another thing. God's power in us makes us a different species of human being. When Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if anybody be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. It's more than just changing our dress code. It's more than just changing our slang. It's more than just carrying Bible and going about. It's more than coming to church. It's more than that. It is tapping into the supernatural to do what the natural power couldn't do. Every child of God that is not at that level hasn't started Say, help me, God. I want you to pray today, Lord, more of your power. Lord, power to do work, power to make a difference. Let it come to me. If you claim to have God's power in you, and you are not doing anything different from ordinary people, then your claim to God's power is fake. If you claim to be a child of God and you have the power of God and I'm going to prove that to you in a little while if you are a child of God then you have his power. Don't waste that power. Engage it. If you claim to be a child of God that means you have the power of God in you then engage that power to make a difference on earth. We are supposed to make a difference. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. He says arise and shine for your light is come and the glory of God is risen on you. He continues in verse 2. He says darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people but his light shall be on you. His glory shall be on you. Even the princes of this world must come to the brightness of your shining. If they are going to come to the brightness of your shining, it means your light is shining in the thick darkness of the world. It means you carry something they don't have. It means there is something in you that they need. Provoking God's power in us for action to do things. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4, Paul the apostle has this to say. He says, And my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. We are to demonstrate that gospel is for demonstration. I said to you the other time, the world is tired of the gospel of proclamation. They want the gospel of demonstration. It does gospel that makes things happen. The gospel that makes things work. The gospel that delivers, that elevates. The gospel that brings sanity, that brings advancement, that brings innovation and creativity, that destroys the yoke of poverty, heals the sick, turns things around. Romans chapter 8 verse 19. He says the earnest expectation of creation is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Is confirming what Paul said. We are for manifestation, not for frustration. We are for manifestation, not for decoration. You are not a piece of furniture in the church. You are a soldier here to be prepared and equipped to go outside there and fight the battle and win. Somebody say, I will win.
Somebody say, I will win. Fight and win. And there is no country that sends her soldiers to the battlefront empty. Vulnerable. Without equipping them. Every nation sending soldiers to battle has them equipped fortified. So that they can face the enemy. All the logistics are behind them. The whole nation is behind them. The power and the resources behind them. That's why they could face the enemy with candor. With boldness. Because they know they are not alone. They are not vulnerable. They are highly equipped. How many of you have seen an American Marine before? Or an Israeli Commando? How many of you have seen them in their full battle readiness? Merely seeing them, fear will catch you. Merely seeing everything that surrounds them. All the gadgets. Totally dressed up for the battle. There is nothing that is not with them. Bomb is there. All missiles are there. Their defense, protection. You see, is this a human being? He is ten times his size. For all, that gives you a picture of who a Christian should be. Battle ready to devastate the camp of the enemy. Battle ready to bring glory to God. Battle ready to make a difference. Battle ready to turn things around. You are born to give battle things. You are born to turn things around. Say I hear. That is who you are. You must provoke that power. That power is in you. Provoke it and do what God sent you to do. Nobody must return to his or her creator with no story to tell. Stories of victory. Not the enemy is pursuing me. I nearly died, God. In fact, Orilo Yomi, everything was just again. No, that's a wrong approach to Christianity. You are superior to the powers that are against you. First John chapter 4, verse 4. He says, Ye are God, little children, for greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Provoking God's power for action. Releasing God's power to do works. That's our message today. That's the message God sent to you. And you are going to pray. Lord, help me to succeed in this assignment. The first point I have been making so far is that God's power in us and on us should make us different from all others. Should make us different from all others. So, you have an assignment in prayer. One of your prayer points today and from today should be crying out for the infilling of that power so that you can make a difference where you are in your environment in your community in the marketplace in the office in the school in the family in the church in the house cell in the zone in the department wherever you are the power of god in you must be released to make a difference cry out for the infilling and the manifestation of God's power, the Holy Spirit. Number two, God's power is in you and on you. God's power is in you and on you. Be conscious of that. Very many Christians are not conscious of the fact of the fact that God's presence or God's power is on them when they are children. When you are a child of God, God's power is in you and on you. Be conscious of it. Many people, especially Christians, 
are more conscious of the devil chasing them than God that is reinforcing them. Many Christians are more conscious of the devil than God. You can even see it in their prayers. In their prayer points. All their prayer points are a devil, devil, uh, uh, war, ogun, and powers pressing me. They are against me. They are following me. They want to kill me. God, help me. Cover me. They have forgotten that God that is with them is superior to the forces that are fighting them. It's a deliberate conscious. You must be conscious that you carry God. How many of you know you carry God? He said, greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. If God be for us, who can be against us? Our life is hidden in Christ, in God. Be conscious that God's power is on you. It's something you have to be conscious of. It's something you have to develop. It's something you have to know and you develop it. If you are a true child of God, then you have God's power in you and on you. If you are a true child of God, then you have the power of God in you and on you. You carry God on your inside. You are a God's carrier. You are a walking, mobile, powerful child of God. Psalm 82 verse 6. It says, ye are gods. And every one of you, sons and daughters of the Most High. And what I am saying, this insight, this revelation I am sharing, is not by feeling or anything physical. And that is why many people have challenges. Except they feel it, except they touch it, except they see it, they don't believe it. When you are at that level, you are living at the senses, the sense realm. And God is not at the sense realm. No. God is not at the physical realm. That God is in you, and God is on you, is not about feeling. It's not about emotion. It's about the truth of the word of God. It's about who you are, and what God says you are, and about what you can do. It's not by feeling. It's not by shaking and vibrating and falling down and becoming unconscious. No, all such emotional shakings and vibrations and foaming from the mouth are demonic, not godly. Write it down. Those things are demonic. And that is many people are still being deceived. Somebody's shaking. He's shaking. The Holy Ghost is on him now. Hey. He's, he's, he, he has totally lost conscious or consciousness of who he is. He can't remember what he said and what he did after the so-called spirit has left. That is not God. God. The spirit of God is not on your emotion. It's on your spirit. Say I hear. First Corinthians 14 verse 32. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 32. And the spirit of the prophet are subject to the prophet the spirit that comes upon people and they can no longer control themselves they've lost control of themselves the spirit of god does not operate that way they can't they are, they are no longer themselves they are falling down and people are holding them they've lost consciousness and 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 they can't even remember anything they did after that's not the spirit of our god that's nonsense and many people are still being deceived by that. I know to warn me. To warn me, you have heard what I just read to you. Look at verse 33. 
First Corinthians 14, 33. He says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of saints. So where you see people who claim to have the power of God on them and, and they are and they are and they are they are gyrating, they are doing gymnastics, they are they are they are creating confusion, they are holding them up and down, they are foaming in the mouth, they are talking in you know, incorrect things that are cannot that are not related. That is demonic. That's not God. That's nonsense. Run away from such people. Stay away from them. They don't know the God that they claim to be talking about. They have allowed some other spirits to... T- I hope you know there are other spirits apart from the Spirit of God. I hope you know. And like I've told you before, much of this so-called power are secured through prolonged fasting and isolation and going into seclusion. When you fast and pray... As great as fasting and prayers are, when you fast, get out of nourishing the physical body up to a level, you become more conscious of spiritual things than physical. Because you have pulled down your flesh, you have weakened the flesh, and the spirit on you in you had now become stronger. The spirit has gained ascendancy over the flesh. I hope you know the spirit and the flesh, they are always at war. The Bible says the spirit warreth against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. And who wins between the two is determined by you. If you give more support to the flesh by eating and whining and dining and feeding the flesh, the flesh rules all the time and the spirit becomes dormant or weak. That's why we fast. But when we will fast up, especially prolonged fasting up to a level, the flesh becomes so weak, then the spirit that was originally dominated by the flesh gain upper hand. So you become more conscious. But the thing is this. When you go into such seclusion and long fasting, which is a spiritual exercise, and your spirit becomes aroused, becomes alive. What spirit your spirit contacts is dependent on whether your spirit was originally born again or not. If you don't have the spirit, the Bible says, if anybody has not the spirit of Christ, it's none of his. At salvation, the dormant spirit of man gains consciousness because the spirit of God has come over your spirit. So when you fast and wait on God in that state, it is the spirit of God you will contact. But when the spirit is not born again, and it is all flesh, and you still want power, it is not the power of God you will get, it is the other powers. And that's why they come and they can tell you what you ate yesterday. I can tell you your phone number. Oh, you are on 0803. Four four five. Oh, you are on zero nine two. Uh, what does zero nine two zero eight three has to do with the things of God that we are talking about? It is all deception. Somebody say, Ah, he knew my number. Oh my mom, because there is what we call familiar spirit that he would have contacted. That's why you go to all these, all these witch doctors and all these diviners, and they can tell you the reason why you came. Oh. Your daughter is missing. And that's why you came. 
Your husband is doing this to you. Oh, your boss is doing this. Say, I didn't tell him anything. He said it all. You are deceived. Because <laughs> there's what we call familiar spirit. The spirit that is familiar with your movement. That is communicating with the man who is also in the spirit in the other world. Just to deceive. Just to deceive. Many are deceived. I lift up my hand today. As many as are under demonic deception, in the name of Christianity, be delivered in Jesus' name. Be set free in the name of Jesus. You are the one feeding them. Feeding them. Because you are under deception. So the spirit of God is not the author of confusion. Anything said by whoever it is said that does not line with the scripture is not of God. The highest vision is the word of God. Say I hear. Say I hear. So God's power in you and on you as a genuine child of God, you have the power of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. John chapter 1 verse 12 He said as many as received him To them gave he power To become sons and daughters of God Even to them that believe on his name Which means he has given power To every child of God And listen to this next statement All you need do Is to grow that initial power To demonstration and manifestation level I will say that again Every child of God that is genuinely born again, as you can see from John chapter 1 verse 12, he has given you power to be a child of God. Your spirit is reborn, is regenerated, is renewed. You are not the old person. So everyone, you can't be born again without the power of God. So everyone that is genuinely born again has the power of God in him or her. But that initial power is not sufficient to do the kind of manifestation and demonstration we are talking about. You must now grow the initial power to manifestation and demonstration levels. Power of God on us is in levels. So you can grow and you should grow the power of God in you to the level of manifesting and demonstrating his power. God's power or anointing on us grows. It grows. That's why, there, that's why there are levels of power. That's another challenge. And that's another prayer point for you today. Cry out to God. Lord, I need to grow to the level of manifesting and demonstrating your power. Must not remain at the kindergarten level of thank God I am born again. I have the power of God. But that power of God in you needs to grow. You have the power of God, not by your own efforts. It is one of the covenant rights of a child of God who is born again. Let me find an illustration. How many of you listening to me here? Have your parents, either dead or alive, willed some properties to you? Can I see your hand? God bless you. And God bless those your parents. They willed some properties to you. Either landed property, or houses, or cars, share certificates, whatever. 
they willed it to you. Now, you became the owner of those things, not by doing anything at all, but just by coming from that family. Just by being the son and the daughter of that rich father or rich mother or rich parents who bequeathed it on you. You came into it by inheritance the same way. The day you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you don't have to do any other thing to have his power. It becomes part of your inheritance in Christ. It is bequeathed on you in Christ. But if the sons and the daughters that have properties willed to them are wise and well brought up, they know they have to do more. They have to build on that asset or else it will be wasted. It will degenerate. It will reduce in value to nothing. And there are sons and daughters, incorrigible ones. Ones that are not well brought up. They sell all the properties and they become paupers. That's what many Christians have become. But if they are wise, you know you have to take it further. I keep teaching you in this church and I've been teaching recently and I'm going to teach it more. That one of the greatest evil any parent can do to his or her children is to leave poverty for them. And now that we are gaining knowledge, knowledge has come. He said in the end time, knowledge will increase. And I told you, not only is knowledge increasing in the field of technology, new, new invention, your iPhone, your iPad, the internet world. Not only is knowledge increasing in the technology world, in the information world, it's also increasing in the spiritual world. And I have told you, younger generation, let me speak to you, and please, older generation, go and speak to your children. Let them log on to my WhatsApp every morning. Let them go to my Facebook, let them receive these revelations. Because even for many pastors and leaders, they are yet to see it. None of us should bring up children who after graduation from school, from university, is writing application looking for job. No. It was the ignorance of the past. said, I have trained you. You are now a doctor. I have trained you. You are now an accountant. By the grace of God, I've sent you to school. You are on your own. No, go and sort yourself out. It's wrong. There must be something that you put down for your children to grow into and take beyond you to the next generation. Their own children must come into it. And do you know, as the world advances, things are changing. So for your children to be writing application looking for who we employ them into somebody else's organization. Somebody else's father's organization. You want a job in Glow or Etisalat or UBA or name it. Somebody's father is the owner of those organizations. His son and his daughter is coming from Harvard after finishing education to become the chief executive of that company. And your son begins to say sir to his mates. Ignorance did us evil. Even if you are on farming, agriculture, your children will come and take that farmland to a higher level. I watched a man on television not too long ago. He returned from abroad. 
In this Oyo state, between Oyo state and Osho state, got a big farmland, came to our ITA, and planted palm kernel. Eh? You need to see that farm. And with the improved seedling, the things were just like this and they were already producing. The man has a meal inside the farm, churning out drums and drums of red oil being exported. And you know, this is what you need in all the factories for your toilet soap and all the rest of it. And I say, wow. This is, if I, when I watch that episode, I feel like going to the farm and staying there. If I, that man will live longer, everything around him is fresh, pure oxygen. That man will live longer. Money is no longer his problem. His children will not come out of school writing application. They come into that farm settlement and takes it further. So what are you doing? What are you setting up for your children? What? Please, older generation, don't feel bad. When I preach like this, I know you must be feeling bad. It's not because you are poor, it's because you didn't know. You spent too long in the civil service. And so you retired when you are already tired. So there's nothing you can do. But you must not let your children inherit that. Say I hear. Put entrepreneurship into them. Let them be enterprising. Let them be innovative. In fact, if you come out of school after NYC, one, two years, you couldn't get a job, God is saying, go and start one. That is the interpretation of not getting a job. You want me to see vision for you? You want me to see vision for you? If you come out of school and you couldn't get a job, God is saying, go and start one. Are you hearing me? Go and learn something. Start it small and grow it big. Salary cannot make anybody wealthy except you steal it. And the lack of this understanding is an average Nigerian is looking for what to steal. Steal from government, from his employer. An average Nigerian is looking because something has made us believe that except you hit a jackpot, you cannot be wealthy. It's a lie. That's why they go into all these ritual killings, all this kidnapping. Something has bewitched us. Something has told us a lie because nobody told us the truth. That's another thing. If nobody told you the truth, somebody, something will tell you a lie. You don't need to steal anybody's money to have money. You grow wealth and you start early in life. Somebody listening to me? You have the power. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. He says, Thou shalt remember the Lord, I, the Lord I God for it is he that gives you power to get wealth. What I just explained now is the power, is the meaning of power to get wealth. Understanding of how money is generated, wealth is created, engage in it. You can't be wealthy if you are not a producer. You must have a product, intellectual product, or other products. That must be something. Grow a school. Grow a school. Start an SME. Do something around you. Open a shop. Grow it into a brand and you are rich the rest of your life. And your children come into it. Don't you see all these rich people? I was watching news and Dangote came up and the wife of Tony Blair came around. How many of you watched that news? How many of you watched that news? Women in the corporate world. And Dangote was there with her three daughters. Each of them manning a major... Some of them are not yet married. He is the MD, he is the chief executive of 
his uh, haulage business, of his uh, flower business, of now he's going to be giving petrol to all of us. One of her daughters, one of his daughters, will man it. So he's the one selling petrol to you. Those who marry those daughters are, they are blessed. If they handle it well. Praise the Lord. So cry out to God today. The power is on me, O Lord. I want to take it further. I close with this. Mark 16, 17. Mark 16, 17. This sign shall be on, this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They shall speak in tongues and on and on like that. How many people under the sound of my voice here believed? You believe the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a child of God. Can I see your right hand up? Then, God bless you. Congratulations. But please get to know that the power is in you. Once you are born again, you believe the power. These signs shall follow them that believe. The power is on you, but you need to grow it to the level of manifestation and demonstration. That is the anointing that is coming on everyone today. When you are anointed with oil today, and I prophesy to your life, it is to provoke, to awaken, to arouse the power of God in you. Grow it to the level where you begin to manifest God's power. And I've told you, manifesting God's power is not just limited to raising the dead. It also includes the kind of story I just told you now. Somebody came and had a farm settlement to feed the nation and feed the world. That is a miracle. It includes waking up dead businesses. It includes laying hand and getting healed. It includes being innovative and creative to bring new invention, becoming an inventor. It includes growing your prowess and adding to the beauty and the comfort of the world. All those ones are manifestations of power, including healing the sick and raising the dead and cleansing the lepers. When Jesus blessed the oil, Mark chapter 6 verse 7, he called the twelve and he gave them power. We didn't know which power he gave them until we got to verse 13. Mark 16, 13, they brought out the oil and they were anointing the sick and healing them. That was their own assignment. That was their own calling. You also have your own assignment. So take this oil, grow the power, and make a difference in your industry. Make a difference in your environment. Make a difference in your family. Make a difference in your ministry. The power is on you. Grow it to manifestation and demonstration level. Rise up and let us pray. Rise up and let us pray. I want you to cry out to God today. Cry out to God. Oh my Lord, I want the overflowing power in me. I want your power in me. Grow to overflowing level. Grow to manifestation and demonstration level. The whole world is waiting. Your family is waiting. Your friends are waiting for the manifestation and the demonstration of the power of God in you. Lord, anoint me today to make a difference. It is power to be different. Power to do things. Power to be creative. Power to bring changes. Power to shine as light. I need that power. Lord, help me to grow in that power dimension. To make a difference in my generation. A difference in my family. A difference in the church. In the body of Christ. In my nation. Cry out to God. He will fill you with power. You grow in power. And when you grow in power, you grow in influence. When you grow in power, you grow in resources. Lord, give me grace 
to grow in power. You grow in power to heal the sick. You grow in the power to get strange results. Lord, I need strange results in my field of assignment. Strange results. As a teacher, as a lecturer, as, as, as a businessman, as a businesswoman, as, as, as a corporate person. Strange results. We are to demonstrate God's power to receive results that ordinary people cannot get. Strange results on your assignment, on your feet. Results that we, we keep tongue wagging. How did he come about this? Where did he get this wisdom? Where did he get this innovation? Where did he get this power? Cry for that power today. He will give it to you. The power is already in you. Grow in it. I will grow in power. I am growing in power. And please go and do all it takes to grow in God's power. All the prayers, all the waiting on God, all the making sure that you are not contaminated by sin. Your fellowship with God is intact. Crying. He said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Go and read Isaiah 40, 31 and grow in strength. And grow in power. And begin to demonstrate the power of God. It's not by feeling. It's already on you. Begin to say the power of God is already on me. The power of God is already in me. I will grow it. I am growing it to manifestation and demonstration level. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Close your eyes, everybody, and let me pray. And those that are connected across the world, before I bless your oil and get you anointed wherever you are, if you are yet to give your heart to Jesus Christ, what we are saying is not you are not part of it at all. As many as received him, to them gave you power. So the first thing is receiving him. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. Confessing your sin and saying, Lord Jesus, I hand over my life to you. Save my soul. Wash me with your precious blood. Write my name in the book of life. Spirit of God, come over my spirit. It is the spirit of God, which is the spirit of power that empowers us. And we grow in him. To begin to man and what i have said this morning has no no relationship with gender man or woman young or old once you can pay the price you enjoy the rise and i see many anointed people rise from this place i see people who will go and do powerful things rise from this place but you need to say jesus come into my heart is there anybody in this hall to my left flank, my right, before me, across the world, pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to ask him to forgive me my sins. I know I'm a sinner. And with sin in my life, this power of God cannot come in me. But I want sin removed. I want to reconcile with my maker. Lift up your right hand if you have that desire. Anybody? I don't want to assume everybody is alright. So counselors and ushers, Pastor, pray for me. I want Jesus to forgive me my sins. I want to give my heart to him. Lift up your right hand and I will pray for you. And across the world, wherever you are watching and listening, this call is also for you. You want Jesus in your life? Lay your right hand on your chest where you are and say, Lord Jesus, I hand over my life to you today. I'm a sinner. Forgive me my sins. Come into my life. Cleanse me with your blood. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I thank him because he has done because I'm born again. Then begin to grow in power. Find a good church around where you are. Contact us through the mails. We might be able to help you. Everybody stretch your hand towards here. Since all of us are born again this morning. Lord, I have brought your message to your people. 
awakening the power of God in us to do service, to make a difference. I prophesy to everyone's life, you will make a difference. From now on, you will not be lacking in power. In whatever you do, wherever you are, the power of God will be evident over your life. Your result will surpass those of others. No one will be able to compete with you and win. Because greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. So you are divinely protected, supernaturally defended, and the power of God in you will begin to speak from today. Go and enjoy God's power in our overflowing measure, overwhelming measure. In all you do, small or big, the power of God will be evident. How you get result will be a mystery to your world. You are blessed and you are covered in Jesus' name. Have your seat here. Those of you watching me online, lift up your oil bottles and let me bless your oil bottles. And at the same time, if you are a tighter to God through this commission, Lord, I pray for everyone across the world, lifting up the oil bottles, transmitting their tithe and their offering. Lord, bless them. I cause the oil in their hands to be consecrated and blessed. Whatever you anoint and you announce, the heaven will make happen. You are blessed in Jesus' name. All of us here, are we blessed?